this stuff. <laughs> no, that's not my department. Not my, it's below my pay, my pay grade. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, so I work. I work at a university. Uh, so basically, there's been a mad rush to get all the faculty and staff the ability to teach remotely now. So you know, everybody and their mother wants to use Zoom to teach classes. So yep. I tried to become a Zoom expert in the last like two weeks, even though it's not my job, but because mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of doing like an all hands on deck situation where like anybody that has any knowledge of this stuff needs to help out to, to support faculty. Yep. I hear you. <laughs> all right. Looks like we are live now. Let me see. The Facebook, of course, updated in the middle of all this because they figured what oh, else they have to do. Um, so let's see here. Where do I see? That looks good. We look like we're live. It's counting down. I just can't see the number of viewers we have. Apparently, they moved that. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. So, um, you know, it's giving me all sort of event logs. It's got all sorts of crazy technical mumbo jumbo here. That's <laughs> you tech people just got to confuse everybody, don't you? Absolutely. That works. Got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> that works. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and get started and we'll see what ends up happening. Um, so how are you feeling? How, how are things on your end? How are you hanging out with uh, with quarantine and all that? I'm going I'm going stir crazy. So I, I'll just throw this up there. My wife actually has uh, coronavirus right now. Oh, really? Not. Well, I probably have it, but I'm probably an asymptomatic carrier at this point. So I, right. uh, she's on day 12 of feeling like shit, like, uh, tightness of the breads, like burning chests, uh, muscle aches, all, all these symptoms of coronavirus. And I don't feel anything. Wow. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, any idea where she may or might, might not have gotten it? Like it's such a weird, it could be a multitude of places, but I think she, she was in Washington DC about three weeks ago before this all hit. And gotcha. I think she might've got it either at the airport or in DC on, on her way back. She was down there for work. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, based on how long it takes to manifest itself in people, it's kind of around the time frame. Yeah, we really haven't gone out anywhere, so I'm, I'm assuming it was from the airport. Yeah, so yeah, she felt like shit for the last, uh, I think, we're eleven or twelve days. Wow, that's no fun. I'm sorry to hear no. that. Sorry, right. I, I'm just like I'm quarantined myself in my house. I haven't been able to leave the house in over a week. Yeah, are you guys are you quarantining away from her or what's your situation no there. she i mean this point I, if i have it i have it um i'm just kind of i want to get it over with but i think we have we have a pretty small house so it's mm-hmm. not really like i can hide from her yeah <laughs> nice uh where do you guys live uh we live in uh salem mass salem mass oh look at you you got some witch trials going on oh uh, yeah this place is absolutely a madhouse during halloween that, i don't know if you've been here for halloween i have not my wife is obsessed with the salem witch trials and um i think she tried to go once i don't think she ever did but we've all heard... right man so i get an offer if you ever need a place to crash i have a guest bedroom if you don't mind cats you're welcome to stay there nice. uh, where we can walk to downtown salem so it's uh wow it's my wife will be ecstatic to hear that. I don't think she's on right now, but she she was in a Zoom meeting herself somewhere. Um, so, yeah, she uh, she'd be ecstatic to do that. I'm sure. And once all, I think everybody's going to be doing stuff. Um, yeah. Hopefully, right. So, when you plan on getting back in the water? 
Uh, I was in the water two weeks ago before they shut all the Massachusetts beaches and everything down. Uh, I didn't go in the water last weekend. Uh, probably won't get in this. The weather looks kind of shit right now. So I, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and everybody, probably the same thing as New York, has closed all the beaches. And I'm, I'm, I was going to try to do some solo diving to keep myself away from people. But I think it's best that I stay Yeah. People and kind of abide by the quarantine at this point. Yeah. Oh, my wife wants to clarify that she's an English teacher. I'm not quite sure why that matters, but she wants to people to know that she's just not obsessed with Salem witch trials regularly. Which that's okay. It, it's there's a lot of people that ask the question about the Salem witch trials. I, I went to uh, Salem State and. I would avoid downtown Salem at all costs during the month of October and leading up to it because it it is it is crazy like thousands and thousands of people. So you went to Salem State, there's yeah. a college there. There's a it's a college. Well, actually, now it's a university. A university. Now. I, I should get some money back, but yeah. um, no, it's uh yeah. There's a there's a college called Salem State College, but now it's Salem State University. So it's wow. kind of what is their mascot? Oh fuck! I don't even know. Really? Uh, Come on! I think it's. I have to Google that. I, I don't, I'm not really good at the whole college experience. Thing. <laughs> I was never really good at that. Uh, I don't know. Like I never went to sporting events or. Oh. I'm gonna Google it because I don't know. I think uh, that's that's amazing. It's gotta be a witch. Why I, would they uh, not Vi- do it? Vi- Vi- Viking. The Salem Viking. State really? Come on. I do. Well, okay. So here's the other thing. I work at Tufts University. And oh. Uh, I know our mascot because I've worked there for 11 years. Yeah. It's like the jumbos or the, but it's, uh, yeah, I had no idea what the sound one was. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Uh, so, um, what you been up to diving wise? I mean, obviously you're out of the water now. Um, yeah. Um, so there's a dive site, uh, locally, by, by locally, I'm at about 50 minutes away in Portsmouth, New Hampshire called Pierce Islands. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really good dive site for, like, nudibranchs. The whole bottom is covered in hydroids. Oh, nice. It's basically a wall dive that goes down to about 80 feet. And it's kind of not that dissimilar from St. Lawrence River. But the difference is you have to plan this dive at slack tide. Oh, okay. uh, the Scattergore River has one of the highest tidal forces in, in the United States, believe it or not. So if you don't dive it at slack tide – you're, you're basically in for a ride. But what makes this dive site so unique is because of the currents, there's just lots of nutrients or shit, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> that just creates this cool ecosystem for marine life. That's cool. And That's great. It's, it's absolutely, like, stunning. It's a, It's got a lot it, – like, most people in New England never see a nudibranch. Yeah. A uh, nudibranch. They, 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 you go here and you'll see, like, 2,000 of them. Wow. On the dive. It, the whole bottom is littered with them. So we – I do that dive a lot in the winter just because it doesn't depend on the ocean being blown out. It's in a river. Yep. So it doesn't matter how windy it is. It, it, it's always diveable as long as the tide is correct. Nice. So is it uh, – I'm not quite sure exactly where it is. Is, is it like an, an uh, brackish area? Is it, is it salt? Yeah, it's, what it's, is a, it? it's considered a tidal estuary. So it's okay. actually – it's pretty much salt water. It's not, I wouldn't even call it brackish. I guess the further you go up there, it might be brackish, but gotcha. yeah. it's pretty close to the mouth of the, uh, you know, the Atlantic. So it's really not, uh, for all intents and purposes, it, it's salt water. Wow. Um, that's, that's very neat. That's a nice I'll, little dive spot. I'll, I'll do some, uh, some cool zoom stuff here and see if I can pull up some pictures. Um, yeah. uh, screen two. So, I don't know if you can see this. Nope, that's on screen one. That doesn't help me. Oh, there we go. Um, 
So this is this is just kind of some of the stuff you would see at the dive site. I don't know if, that, if you can see that. So this is just outside Boston, right? Yeah, okay. this is 50 minutes north of Boston, uh, and actually technically New Hampshire. So this is the uh, ah, this is yeah. what it looks like when you enter the water. It's actually across the river is Maine. So you're diving basically the river or the, the between two states right here. So right here is uh, the you know where we're going in is New Hampshire. Across the street is the uh, the naval uh, naval uh, what the hell call it? it's called Portsmouth Naval Shipyard, which is actually confusing because <laughs> it's in Maine. Yeah, uh, uh, but it's uh it's cool. You got you know again these are nudibranch eggs. Uh, it's it, the whole bottom looks like this. Uh, it looks like a garden. So oh, it's wow. basically all uh, um, hydroids. Uh, nudibranchs are pretty much everywhere. So you got like three of them in this shot right here. It's uh oh, it's just a cool site. Like it, you go to some of the shore diving sites in New England, and it's like twenty feet, and it's all mud and sand. This this site at least has stuff to see. Yeah, it has depth. Um, just trying to see if I have any other pictures that aren't shitty. Um, <laughs> They're nice pictures. What are you shooting there? Uh, this is like a pretty ghetto camera rig. It's actually this is like one of those Olympus TG4s. Uh, so it's actually it's actually a great little camera. Um, yep. So it does it does macro pretty well, but I'm 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 basically three generations behind. Everybody yeah. has these fancy new cameras, and I've got this camera that costs like two hundred bucks. Yeah, yep. TG6 is nice. Uh, I've been playing around with that new the new Sea Life a little bit too. So those are all nice. I was really impressed. I, I know it's not quite out yet, but the uh, um, RM4K, the 4K video one, like has been nice. pretty sweet. I want so. to. Uh, I got to up up. Uh, upgrade my video camera game this year. I need to invest in a a better setup than a point and shoot. It's it's always been kind of a on my to do list, but I yeah. want to get can get some get you know either a, a mirrorless with a nice wide angle lens and some strobes. Yep. I just have so many other things that I want to buy right now. So. <laughs> yes, like a a scuba van. <laughs> scuba van has been bought. Yeah. Um, that that was a bit of a. a project because of in the midst of all this they shut down the mass registry of motor vehicles uh, um and then my credit union who i got the loan for decided that they were freezing all loans for two weeks oh. they said well we can't, we can't go you can't come into the branch to sign paperwork i'm like it's fucking 2020 can you email it to me and i can, sign <laughs> I can pdf it. sign it <laughs> i'm like no we can't do that you must come into the branch and sign it and i'm like i'm like what what, what year is this come on <laughs> so so Thankfully, the the car dealer is like, oh, I have a credit union you can work with. They gave us the same like rate, and yeah. they, you know, they were at least you know able to do things electronically, unlike my bank, which is apparently stuck in 1995. <laughs> so, so yeah, they canceled our loan the day we were gonna go like sign the paper for the car. They said oh, everything's on hold two weeks, and then we couldn't register it because the mass R&B closed for three days, so you couldn't get plates, you couldn't do anything transfers. So really? then I had to wait in this line of 50 people when the rich did open because they were social distancing. Now, now when I say they were social distancing, they were only letting like two people in the RMB at once, but there was a line of like 40 people outside that were not social distancing. Really? So it, I think it actually exacerbated the problem. Yeah. That's crazy. That's just ridiculous. So, long, long story. We got the van, uh, started uh, designing, building out some like benches and shelving in there. So, I can drive this thing down to Florida or the Great Lakes and, you know, have doubles and rebreathers and everything strapped yeah. in there. And 
you know, eventually I want to do something like put an auxiliary battery in there and inverter so I can charge stuff and dry dry suits. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of time now that uh, I don't. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, and you got a bench project done, huh? You, I saw you built that bench. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a carpenter by any means. I, I definitely failed uh, wood shop, but uh, I just wanted like a gear prep area outside my house. Uh, so I could, you know, basically come home, sit doubles down and wash things. I'll, I'll pull that up. I, I liked your uh, description of me on your uh, website. <laughs> yep. I definitely probably uh, failed the wood shop. So it's kind of. I love that you had to qualify that uh, the bench was actually level. It was your driveway or sidewalk that was not before people harassed you. Oh, yeah. Believe <laughs> me, like a bunch of people made that uh, quite like, you know, Oh, you fucked it up. No, uh, all the paver stones in my uh, yard are not level. So I don't know if you can see it on the screen or anything. No, we see your Zoom international dial-in numbers. Oh, we don't need that. Hold on. I should know how to deal with this. (laughs) The IT guy is just throwing up screens. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's just a basic wooden bench. It's made by uh, pressure-treated two-by-fours. And I just wanted something outside my, uh, my shed so I could be able to go home and put tanks down and clean stuff or set yep. gear up nice and that the top is that decking material or is it still that's the top of it i think is uh one by three pressure treated i forget gotcha. um it was basically whatever was pretty cheap i kind of a friend of mine in florida basically designed like four of these for his cave house nice. so i kind of just stole his design and winged it i didn't really have any plans or anything i just kind of decided to build something that I don't know, maybe would hold tanks. <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. You going to throw him some credit or are you just going to leave him as your anonymous cave? Uh, friend? He's, he's mentioned on uh, my Facebook, but my friend, Matt Hanson, he's, yeah. uh, he, he's a lot more of a woodworker than I am. Let's say it's <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, usually people don't let me play with the saw cause I would probably cut myself or mm-hmm. stuff. I got a rotor. A rotor. I, that was the first time I got to use one of those. So I, I made all the edges nice and clean and fancy. Look at I you. Didn't to, I didn't know how to do that up until two weeks ago. So that that was a big step for me. So once you figured it out, you just routed everything. It just everything every, you're gonna get every, a router. All everything. the things like <laughs> every 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 edge I, I routed. <laughs> just got to get it done, man. Too funny. Um, so what's uh, what's the plan for the van? You kind of mentioned that you could put a bunch of stuff in there, but uh, I know that a, a couple people have these vans. I know, I've seen Teddy Garlocks and stuff like that, but like um, yeah. So it's just I have ruined two vehicles uh, <laughs> with all the dive gear I have. So I mean, now that my wife is also doing cave diving, now it's it's not just like a single tank and doubles. It's you know multiple sets of doubles, stage bottles, driving to Florida, or when I go to the Great Lakes, I'm bringing you know, five bailouts for breather and a bunch of things. I, I have a little Ford escape. I, I absolutely destroyed the shocks in that thing. Like it has <laughs> nothing in the back. And then the previous car I had, I completely destroyed. So, I mean, I, I calculated when I was driving to the great lakes, I probably have almost 2000 pounds of like tanks and scuba gear in there. Yeah. And that's just for like me and one other person. It's not, I'm not even a dive shop. Yeah. It's, so we needed something with a little more cargo capacity that wasn't hopefully going to die. We just yeah. wanted something we could stand up in so we could like gear up in the winter. So like get into a dry suit in the winter. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to kind of design it like a setup on like a boat where you have a bench and you can put your, uh, your gear bin under the bench. Nice. The doubles will get strapped to the side of the van. I'm going to, they have something called e track So they'll be like, they'll be tensioned into the side of the van mm-hmm. and secure. 
Nice. It's not going to really be anything fancy, but I, eventually I just want to have benches on both sides so I can, she can have a side, I can have a side. Um, Put tape down the middle. Make sure you guys don't crisscross. <laughs> and then, then, you know, I, I, the woodworking stuff is all new to me, but the electrical stuff is not a big deal. I can do that. So I, I'm going to basically put a, a secondary battery in there and I'm going to put a, you know, a, a thousand watt power inverter so I can, I can run fans, I can run LED lights and I can yeah. charge like a laptop or a phone. That, I don't know. It doesn't need any of that stuff, but it's just kind of, it's kind of neat. I, I yeah. you know, go big or go home when you do some of these projects, right? Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, just to clarify for if anyone from the DOT is on here, it is 999 pounds of tanks and then everything else is other gear. So just to clarify. <laughs> so no one gets and all none, none of them are overfilled either. Yes, you know, nothing. None of, them, none of them are cave filled. They're all they're all sitting at 2400 psi, not not, you know, 3800. Yeah, nothing like that. Such a thing. <laughs> Too funny. Um, what dive projects did you work on before this whole coronavirus thing happened? Well, actually, you know what? I scratch that one because I'm going to skip this. Um, <laughs> we'll come back to that. Um, I okay. know that you guys are not going to give any information of any sort, but, uh, scalping, um, I meant to go there with the, with the nudies, but, um, what uh, you been yeah, up to yeah. there, so bud? You know, you saw that I got one of the little black tips. Let's go to that. Uh, yeah, that, that little scooter has been awesome. Um, I, I have before I bought the black tip scooter, I had a little recreational Suex, yep. you know, an old X Joy, but the uh, the black tip for its size and weight blows this thing out of the water. So yep. I, I wanted uh, I'll get back to the scalping in a second, but yeah. I wanted something that I could take on a boat and go shore diving with, and not have this fifty pound scooter that I've got to you know try to put back on a boat in three four foot waves. So I bought that, and I've just been exploring. Some of the sites that are just offshore that maybe you don't want to swim to, but a scooter would make them accessible. So there's a few uh, shore diving sites in New England where you can actually get out to scallop beds. Right. And yeah. So, I mean, usually you have to be on a boat to go scallop and it's not deep enough around New England to, to really hit these beds without swimming a really long way or being on a boat. So there's, there's two or three dive sites that the scooter makes accessible that you're not going to do amazing but you'll be able to fill a bag or half a bag with scallops and it doesn't cost you any money so hmm. that's great um so it's basically perfect for that little thing yeah so yeah. i mean the nice thing about new england is and i, I worked i crewed a, and captained on two different dive boats but in massachusetts you don't need a a, a license for scallop you, you can out of state it's not like lobstering where you need to be a massachusetts resident and you know for for scallops or shellfish you just they need to be a certain size. I think it's, I should know this, but I think it's three and a half inches and you can do one bushel or four quarts of shucked scallop meat. And that ends up being, if you get that lucky, it's about eight pounds of shucked scallops. Wow. Um, and you know, we, when I worked for, uh, I used to work at a charter called Boston scuba. We did a lot of scalloping in the winter, uh, cause that was just their thing. And we had people drive from New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, New York, just to go scalloping because, you know, a lot of the boats didn't run, but they, they kept their boat in the water all winter. Wow. Um, so the black tip you've been super happy with and. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, people kind of make fun of it as not being a tech scooter. It's, it's fucking, it has more thrust and runtime than like a UV 18 or a UV, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not going to be the most 
that's cave scooter. But as far as like frost and everything goes, it's pretty fast. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is the trim, but it's, it's kind of their, their whole uh, thought on that was they made a $1,500 scooter. If you want a scooter that trims up perfectly, you can buy the $5,000 scooter. Right. Um, <laughs> yep. So like, I don't really care that it doesn't trim out because it costs me, you know, it cost me $1,500 and I, I just, I clip it off like a stage. I have a, um, I put a, I put a bungee, piece of bungee on the tail and I put one on the nose. So when I don't want to use it, I just basically just side mount it like a stage. Huh. That's, it's a, it's a great little one. I, I've got one. We haven't done too much with it yet, but I'm excited to get it out. I uh, took it. Uh, we were, me and my wife and a bunch of people saying, and uh, some other people, we were all, we went down to the Florida Keys for a week and I had just got this fucking thing. So I'm like, we're bringing the scooter. Like, so like I, I checked another bag just to bring the black tip down to the Florida Keys. So I did a, a week of diving, kind of putting it through its paces down there. We dove the, uh, the Spiegel and the Dwayne and the Bip and it was able to tow two people and doubles with stage bottle. Um, wow. So it's, it's, it's perfectly adequate for, I would even say more adequate than a, a lot of the old school tech scooters. Wow. Uh, just so you know, apparently Facebook is terrible and our feed is skipping and audio oh, is no. terrible. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Uh, I'm probably going to, it's probably my fault. Uh, I'm connected to my work VPN. Uh, I'm going to discuss. Hold on. Let's try this. Uh, can you hear me? I can. Yep. All right. I, I don't know if that's going to be the issue, but the issue is I, my work has what they call full tunnel VPN. So if I'm connected to their VPN, I, everything has to get routed through there. So I, uh, I that, that could be the issue. I'm not a hundred percent sure. We will see, uh, but I'm back to normal connection now. Did you, you're just trying to be a all incognito, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, it dropped out again. What it does fuck? it does have these event logs and everything, so but apparently Facebook's doing its own thing. Um I can lower my video quality, see if that helps. I don't know. I think it's a Facebook issue because we haven't had this issue until they started this new damn thing. Um, I'm recording it via Zoom, so I can just throw it up there via Zoom and right. see what's going on. But I gotta, I gotta send you some, uh, some new stickers. You do. I have a, I have a lot of people that want stickers. That was the other thing. Uh, put up that picture you just threw up on Facebook. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, we need to get a bunch of those stickers. I need those. I figured you'd like the paid ones too because you know you're a TDI man. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but I got actually really good on this. I actually designed it so it has the, uh, the dangling console gauge and the split fins. It's kind of, it's kind of subtle if you look at the logo. It's, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to get sued for that at some point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. How much trouble have you got into for those stickers, by the way? Uh, I haven't got into any yet, but maybe they just don't have my address to send me like a <laughs> cease and desist yet. Yeah. That's uh, certainly, certainly possible. Um, so I, I was, I was, I'm an IT person, right? So I sometimes have a lot of time on my hands. So I, uh, I just decided to take the Patty logo and, uh, you know, again, I don't know if you can see that now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, added the uh, console and added the split fins and I I've worn this as a shirt and like people have been oblivious to the fact that it's a parody. Uh, yeah. How many asses have you chapped with this thing? The patty one, not many, the, the global underwater internet explorer is a lot of people. Uh, oh, I can see that. But yeah. actually I think I've sold more t-shirts to GUE divers 
the non-GUB divers. Yeah. Uh, I, I was giving these stickers to some of my friends that are, that are GUB trained. They thought it was, you've got to have a sense of humor about some of this stuff. Right, uh, yeah, some, exactly. Some of them do, some of them, and I'm actually, this isn't even really in front of GUB. I like them. This is more just for people that are internet divers. That, so I, I, I always have to preface GUE. Yeah. I'm, I'm making fun of the people that basically live on the forums, live on the internet, and don't go diving. The, right. the GUE logo is just super easy to parody. Yeah. That's why. I did. But um, it was, uh, I just thought it was hilarious. Because, um, you know, people, they just, they sit online and all they do is fucking argue about every single little thing. Yeah. So it gets kind of annoying. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you gotta be able to have a, a good sense of humor. That's the, um, that's my thing about it. You know, about all that. So <laughs> I like the internet Explorer, the actual internet Explorer logo on the back. Oh yeah. See, I went all out. Yeah. This is actually the official GUE font. I found the, uh, <laughs> GUE has uh, branding guidelines when you design a GUE, uh, regional logo and you have to have certain fonts and certain sizes so this is all official official font that they use and everything i was that's how uh that's how bored i got at work one day <laughs> nice that is too funny oh i love those things and like you said you gotta have if you have a good sense of humor it's it's all good if you don't then you know, it, yeah that's where the issues facebook come in. still dropping out uh yeah it is still dropping out that's all right yeah I, I figured this was kind of shoot the shit anyways, so hopefully, yeah. you know. Yeah, I got it recording through Zoom. If I need to repost it, I'll post it up. I don't know what it's going to do when we're done, if the next <laughs> feed is going to be fine. But it keeps dropping, like saying zero megabits per second. As soon as they started giving us event logs and telling us what's going on, they can't get it right. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, whatever. It's the... I definitely can't help with the Facebook portion of it. No. I should drop the video, but it's my fault. <laughs> Hold on. Um so you do a lot of wreck diving up by you. What's what's that whole deal? Uh, I mean, a lot of the wrecks off New England tend to be more debris fields. There's, um, a lot of the shallow stuff is not completely intact. So a lot of it is just kind of mangled metal and stuff like that. Some of the deeper stuff below 150 is intact. Yeah. Uh, and that's interesting. I I tend to, at this point lately, I for wreck diving, I've been traveling a lot more to the Great Lakes. I've been doing uh, the last four years I've done two weeks a year up in Lake Huron and Lake Superior just because mm -hmm. I, I kind of fell in love with the, the Great Lakes. So this will be my fifth year in a row going up to uh, um, Whitefish Point in Lake Superior and then um, Presque Isle in Lake Huron. It's, nice. uh, it's I mean, I, New England has wrecked that, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of wrecks people do. But it's just hard to beat the Great Lakes for, for just wreck diving. I know yeah. it, it sounds like a cop-out because I'm supposed to be like, whoa, fuck, local diving is awesome. And, you know, local diving is great. That's what I do when I'm not on trips. But, yeah. you know, I really – I just really started to enjoy some of the Great Lakes stuff. Um, I've been doing a lot of diving. Uh, for me, is considered local. Local being three hours away. Uh, I've been doing a lot of diving in Vermont the last two years, uh, Lake Champlain. So I I have a friend of mine, Gary Lafave, who he's basically retired, uh, has a lot of time on his hands, has a boat that he built, and has two side scan units, and he just looks for shit all day. Uh, yeah. That's kind of what he does. So he he's kind of in a unique position. So I don't know how much you know about Lake Champlain diving. Some, yeah. I haven't dove it, but I haven't dove it before. I've been up there. 
So yeah, like a lot of people think that it's just this small inland lake. Uh, lake Champlain has a lot of shipwrecks from the, from the 19th century in it, uh, and even before that. So Lake Champlain was connected to the Champlain Canal that actually connected all the way up to the St. Lawrence Seaway. Uh, so the Champlain Canal connects all the way to Hudson, New York. So before there were trains, before there were highways, when they built the Lake Champlain Canal, it allowed ships to go all the way from New York City all the way up to Vermont. And then when they built the the portion of it that goes up St. Lawrence, you could actually traverse from the St. Lawrence all the way down. And it, it, it also is basically connected to the Erie Canal, which everybody learns about in school, the Erie Canal, right? Yeah. You know, they have the song, but... So the Erie Canal is actually the sister to the Lake Champlain Canal. They were built basically at the same time. And everybody knows about the Erie Canal, but Lake Champlain Canal was kind of just as important. So that was kind of my missed in that to give you a little more information. So like that's why there are thousands and thousands of shipwrecks in Lake Champlain. I mean, it's not like a little inland lake. It was basically a, a maritime highway in the 19th century. Gotcha. And so what I've been doing is my friend Gary has – been basically side scanning a lot of uh, deeper targets, not super like 150 to 200 range, and he's been you know he's not a technical diver. I mean he's comfortable doing this stuff, but how I hooked up with my friend Gary is he said, "Hey, I found these these schooners. Uh, they're at 170. Does anybody want to dive them?" And then fucking crickets online. Like you know everybody talks a big game. Oh, I want to go diving. I want to go diving. But nobody actually took him up on these offers to like dive these like pristine shipwrecks. So I said, okay, fuck it, I'll come up. Um, so I went diving, and it just turns out there's some really cool stuff up there. So he has a lot of wrecks that the Lake Champlain Maritime Society doesn't have. Yep. Uh, but the other part of that is the Lake Champlain Maritime Museum, they didn't release a lot of their numbers. So they have some of this stuff but it's all considered private. And the only way you're going to get the dive it is if you find yourself. So he has found a lot of the stuff that they would have preferred to keep private. And it's, I shouldn't say it's pissed them off. Yeah. They really can't stop you from diving this, but it, it, it actually pisses me off as somebody that like shipwrecks. I, they, they've been sitting on this database of wrecks for probably 20, 25 years and yeah. they don't have the resources to do anything with them. And there's some, Absolutely, absolutely spectacular shipwrecks up there. Yeah. Well, you, you get that periodically of, I mean, even around here, we've got people that will get numbers and they won't share them and they're incapable of diving these. They don't have the resources to do it. And it's like, I'm not asking you to hand them out to everybody, but if we're going to go and document these things and take pictures of them, whatever, like, why are you sitting on numbers and not telling anybody what where they are? When... So we, we've kind of taken this into our own hands and like, we we... We have kind of a, an amicable relationship with the museum. You know, we, we've told them that we won't divulge coordinates, but we're yeah. going to dive them. Like, we want to go diving. And that's they're, – they're, they're a resource that everybody should get to enjoy. They shouldn't get locked away in a filing cabinet. Right. So, you know, they they kind of left it in an ambiguous state. And we're, we're happy to, you know, do research for them and give – but the problem is none of them – none of us are scientific divers. Um, the museum has issues with kind of like – blessing some of these dives because one of the shipwrecks we did the sarah ellen was in 300 feet and yep. they they're like this is really cool it's awesome and no way can we like 
publish this like this is way beyond recreational depths and like <laughs> we can't we can't we can't recommend you do this dive but we can't stop you wow. um so you know that was kind of where they left it they like they don't have the they don't have the knowledge or technology they can't police it but they yep. they can't necessarily stop us from diving it um this is uh, i'll pull up some some pictures if you yeah. know i mean this is uh this is a presentation i gave in connecticut but uh you can this is you can see some of the uh I don't know if you can see that screen. Yeah. This is, uh, that's a, oh, I fucked it up, didn't I? Uh, I think you went into presentation. Oh, you oh, went, good. yeah. There you uh, go. So that's, uh, that's basically a schooner that was, um, that's in about 120 feet of water and it's got really nice transom and stuff like that. It's a, it's, it's, you know, pristine, pretty, really intact. It's, there's some, there's some, just some cool stuff there. Um, let me see if I can pull up a couple other pictures. I'm not going to go crazy, but I mean, this is some of this stuff in Champlain. Um, this picture was taken by Heather Knowles, but this is, uh, the bow of one of those canal sailing canals and yep. it just look at, I mean, the anchor, the anchors are still on them. Like everything is still stowed as it went down. Yeah. It's just really, uh, it's a really cool, you know, this one here, you, you still got the, the tiller intact. Um, the paint is still on the wreck. Wow. Um, you know, you've got dead eyes still everywhere on the wreck. Wow. Um, so there's just some really cool, like, here's another one. Like you can still see the green paint on the, I know this is kind of a shitty, uh, but you can still see the green paint on the wreck. Yep. Uh, the wheel on this one is still, uh, intact here. I don't know. I'm just going to play a little short video clip, but these are all wrecks that for whatever reason, you know, the museum, and I understand like they, they don't want them destroyed. They don't want them pilfered, but they have some of these numbers and they haven't done anything with them because they don't have the resources to study them or they just don't want people destroying or taking artifacts from them, which, yeah. I, which I get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So hey, those are great. Um, what's the water temps like on those? They must be. Um, it's nice. Champlain in the, in the summer has a really nice summer climb. It's not yeah. like the St. Lawrence where it's down, you know, you're looking at 39 degrees of depth. Right. Uh, once you, once you're below, I don't know, 80, 90 feet, you're, you're 39 of the 41. Um, so hence but, the preservation of the wrecks. Yeah. Like these, you can still on the Sarah Ellen, which is in three feet, you can still read the name paint on the, on the, on the stern, wow. on the transom. I mean, it's not completely there, but you can still make out the home port on there. So like the, the, the cold water and the, the depth preserves these wrecks pretty well. Like there's still paint on them. Some of them still have writing on the, on the wrecks themselves. Wow. That's, that is amazing. And the nice thing about, um, Lake Champlain is things aren't covered in, uh, zebra mussels. Uh, I was confused zebra and quagga, but like one of them tends to stay shallower. I think it's zebra, right? Yeah. And the quagga is deeper. Yeah. So there's no, wait, what are they? Quagga. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. You said quagga, but where where do they live? Where where do they live? Deeper. Deepa. Deepa. Okay. Just want to make sure we got that for everybody. Oh, the accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's interesting for whatever reason, those mussels have not colonized um, Lake Champlain. Hmm. So for the wrecks, I'm going to throw an arbitrary number above 80 feet. They've all been colonized with zebra mussels. Everything below that is bare wood. So, you know, you look at some of the stuff in St. Lawrence and everything's covered in fucking mussels. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that for the deeper stuff in Lake Champlain, like basically um, it's, it's bare wood for a lot of the, the shallow, the deeper stuff. And when I say deep, 
deeper. Anything below 100 feet is pretty much going to be mostly bare, bare wood. Um, yeah. It's it's so interesting seeing all the different wrecks and how they're preserved differently in different areas. And, you know, um, so here's a question. Um, I guess it's, it's, uh, rusted metal slash rotting wood or wet rocks. Which is your preference? Oh, that's, that's, a, that's always a, a question. So I, I learned cave diving to become a better wreck diver. Yep. Uh, and then I decided I really liked caves. Nah. Uh, so I, I think that's a tough question. I think I prefer wrecks more yeah. just because I don't have to travel to Florida to get to them. Yep. But um, I, I definitely have started in the last couple of years doing a lot more cave diving than I had done in the past. Yep. Um, I, I think I have I've done before this. I'm going to swear on this. I don't think it matters. But before the fucking coronavirus thing, I think I had four trips to Florida this year for cave diving. Oh, wow. I was supposed to go back uh, in three weeks, but I'm sure that's not happening because all the Florida state parks are closed down and yep. all the quarantine. So I've got to figure out how to cancel and reschedule that flight for, for April. Jeez. Um, so, I mean, I like, I like both. I mean, I think it's, it's good to be a student of both disciplines, but I think that the best wreck diver training is cave diving. That's kind of my mindset. Yep. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of wreck courses that were taught really poorly. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying you can't teach a good wreck diving course because that's not true at all, but right. all the requirements in a, let's say a intro to cave course are basically going to exceed most wreck diving standards. So that's how I look at it. Um, and I think slowly, like I know that TDI has an advanced wreck course that does a lot more than, you know, your typical paddy swim around the wreck course. Yeah. But I still say, you know, for a lot of people, you're going to get better rail management, better, you know, better blackout, better air sharing skills in a, in a cave course. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean that's always the case, but right. I've also watched some really, really shitty cave courses get taught. So <laughs> we won't, we won't delve into who's teaching those things, but yeah, they're, no, they're I, definitely I, I, out I, there. I, I won't mention any names. No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's tough, right? So part of our situation is one of the best wrecks for us to teach intro to wreck type stuff on is in Canada. So we really can't cross international borders and teach. So which one? The Wolf Islander. Oh, like, okay, yeah, I've yeah. that before. Yeah, I mean, for for teaching purposes, it is wide open, straight up and down, beautiful. So yeah. yeah. Our equivalent of that in New England is probably the Chester polling. I don't know if you've ever dove that. I haven't college. dove that, but I've heard, yeah. It's 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 basically the most popular boat dive in New England. Um, yeah. It's half of an oil tanker that sits in about 90 feet of water. Mm -hmm. So it's, for from a student perspective, it looks like a shipwreck. It looks like a Hollywood wreck. Like, it's not yeah. upside down. It's not, you know, there's still, you can go inside the galley. If, you know, you can go inside some of the, the cruise quarters but you know, unlike a lot of New England wrecks that have just basically fallen apart, this still looks like half of a wreck. Yep. And a lot of people train on like that's that's where a lot of advanced courses are taught. That's where a lot of wreck courses start in New England. It's that's a great, it's a really a great introduction to New England diving. But it's really starting to, you know, take its toll. Like time, time on that wreck. It's it's really starting to the hull plating is starting to duck buckle. The deck is starting to think. I, I don't know, maybe another 10 years, that thing is going to be a debris field. Yep. But uh, that's a great wreck. I, I, you know, I, 
I think the interesting, the most convenient thing about the Chester Poland is it sank right outside the mouth of Gloucester Harbor. Oh. So it, it's basically like a, a 15 minute boat ride. Yep. So you could get a lot of uh, dive operators that like are kind of sketched out by the weather, seas conditions. That's like their backup. Oh, we'll just go to the Poland. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I can't tell you how many boat dives that I've scheduled. Yeah. And or somewhere else, and we've just ended up at the polling. So, <laughs> like most most New England divers, get to know the polling uh, intricately well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's a great like t- taking a new diver on that wreck is awesome. Like somebody that's never done a wreck dive before, it's just kind of a really cool experience to take them on that wreck yeah. because it is, you know, like like some of these wrecks, it is not an artificial wreck. It's you know, it's a real wreck that yeah. sank. It has, it has a history to it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, ours is a little bit different from that. I mean, the the go to intro one is the Islander. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess it's a wreck. Um, it is, but I've done that a few times yeah. too. I usually like taking uh, going out into the channel and looking for pipes and bottles there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. and that's gonna be a nice thing about having the uh, the uh, Divex scooter. The black tip is gonna be able to run out there and run back real quick. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. I'm yeah. I'm really excited to take the dive extras up to St. Lawrence this year. Yeah. When you coming uh, up? Um, <laughs> I was supposed to. I was supposed to come up next week. Oh, nice! Happening? <laughs> nope, it's not. We were supposed to dive the the Jodry next week, but uh, uh, we've decided. Well, that's probably not going to happen given yeah. what's going on. So the boat 